Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids and our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family, and in every episode, we consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens. I write about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And most days, I'm joined by my co-host, Raquel Ellison. But on this episode of The Breadwinners, I'm joined by Natalie Kosis, who I met 15 years ago when we were creating knitting, crocheting, and sewing magazines together. That was a lifetime ago. I think 15 years counts as a lifetime. I was the managing editor dealing with the files and the photos, and Natalie was our art director making everything look beautiful. And since then, she's continued to work in print and digital as an art director, a designer, a photographer. And indeed, what prompted me to say, please, 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 please come join us on The Breadwinner was her artistry in documenting her daily life as a breadwinner and single mom to her soon-to-be five-year-old son, all the while working on a career pivot. So her plate is very full. So we are going to talk about all the things on her plate. So welcome, Natalie. Hello. (laughs) So at the Breadwinners, we start our conversations with a stat or two. And for us, I was going to update this number. Like the last time I looked, it was like day 165 of the pandemic. And I always know where we are because of your Instagram feed. (laughs) Honestly, I have to check yesterday's number before I post the day's post because I can never that funny? either. I think it's 167. Oh my God. So, and I'm telling you, that's really true. You have this wonderful feed, which I would, that's what I want to talk about. It's about your working, how you're homeschooling, how you're crafting with your son, your caregiving, your strolls through the, is it Greenwood Cemetery that you're walking through? Yeah. Which is, if you don't know, in Brooklyn is this massive, beautiful cemetery full of like so many hidden stories around every corner. I knew Greenwood because I frequented it regularly anyway, but since quarantining or pandemicking or whatever we're going to call it, you know, <laughs> I go there multiple times a week and I'm still finding new things. It's amazing. New quarters. It's yep. amazing. And then you're also doing uh, schoolwork as part of pivoting your career. So it, actually, that leads me to my first question. Is <laughs> So what made you think, hey... Maybe I should add something to my plate and document all this. <laughs> and what are you feeling now that you're on day 167 of it? So what started it? Yeah. Honestly, it was not a planned nor thought out creation. It just kind of the first day I started, it was March 13th. I very remember <laughs> because that's my brother's birthday. And it was the first day. I was like, you know what? I think we need to kind of, you know, socially distance for real and stay home. I'd been at work the previous day and I found out a coworker was sick. We didn't know if it was COVID, but he was sick. He was like, I'm going to get tested. And I was like, um, I don't know. And then that night I stayed up until probably two in the morning shipping the magazine and I woke up the next day and I felt off. And Mm. I don't know if I was tired, but everything in my brain was like, you're sick. You have it. Stay home. Keep your kid home. You know, like, let's, yeah. let's do this. And I had been preparing. I had a feeling this was coming. I have a really great parent group. We had decided, not decided, but a lot of us were like, you know, I think this is going to happen. Let's prepare. So 
I had created a whole stash of stuff to just kind of prepare for the possibility of quarantining. And I'm getting off track. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Well, and so then you're like, this is a moment in history. I need to, I need to write this down. Yeah. No, no. I just kind of, I mean, at that time, I really thought, okay, it's going to be two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. It'll be done. So I just kind of jokingly wrote quarantine day one. (laughs) Even. And just kind of documented our day, what we did, because I really thought it was going to be two weeks. And then from there, I don't know what kept it going, but I think part of me wanted to document that I was educating my child during the time we were off and like how I was continuing to educate him. And I don't know. And then it just snowballed and it kind of (laughs) took this daily thing and it just kept going and going. And I had no intention of it being this project, but I I love that it's become it because it, it does motivate me to do stuff to create content (laughs) there'll be a day oh my god like i need a break and then i'm like no i need a photo i need (laughs) a quick walk you know (laughs) your audience needs it i need to know and that's the thing i honestly was kind of burnt out on it maybe around day 50 which is so long ago that it's funny to think that i was burned out then But I had had so many people, not even necessarily comment on it, but just like send me private messages and be like, wow, I really enjoy reading your day. Yeah. I look forward to it. Oh, I'm so entertained by it. And I'm like, really? Okay. (laughs) I've kind of determined there's three types of people who are interested. There's people who are in it for my kid activities. There's people who are just to see pictures of my cat. And then there's my mom who cares about what I do, I think. About <laughs> <laughs> my own adventures. And I joke because I know people do care, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so that's a thing. I mean, you are, I, I always say like my family is kind of built for this pandemic in a weird way. I have teens. They want to be left alone. And for me, it, my effort is about bringing us together. Mm-hmm. You have the, I believe, the opposite because you have a little guy. You have, you know, when you started, he was four. I mean, for sure, four. Yeah. And so, so how does that look? Tell us from the trenches for those of us who don't have the little ones. The first two weeks were really hard. You know, at the beginning of it all, I was working two part time jobs to kind of equal one full time job. Mm. Hello, I'm, publishing. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, I'm a student. I'm, making a career change to become a teacher, the kid home with me. And at that point, like I said, I thought I might be sick or have been exposed to it. So we kind of were keeping our bubble closed where my kid wasn't going to his dad's house. We kind of decided, ooh, you know, maybe we should wait. And yeah, it was full-time momming, full-time working, part-time studenting, part-time teaching, you know, like it was everything. And it was impossible. We'd get up, I'd let him watch some TV in the morning, I'd try to do some work, and then we'd go do some activity or another. And then I might let him, you know, watch more TV than usual and let him up in the afternoon so I could get some more work done or so I could go to class, quote unquote, go to class, you know, then I'd put him to bed, I'd stay up till midnight doing work. It was just absolutely zero time for myself to relax or process or deal with anything else. It was very hard. And then after those first two weeks, thankfully, you know, we we opened the bubble up and 
every, you know, everyone was healthy, everyone was fine. And he started going to his dad's house again. And really what otherwise might be not an ideal situation, like you said, for you, like, I kind of have an ideal situation for this right now where I am separated and the kid goes back and forth. So I do have him to, you know, bring me joy and give me hugs. And I, you know, I get to have a person, but I also have time to myself every couple days. (laughs) Squeeze in everything. Yes. (laughs) Work and this and that. And then um, I lost the one job and then I lost the other job. And yeah, now some work's coming back. So I, I, I'm calling it underemployed right now. And it's kind of perfect, you know, because I have enough to keep me going, but it's not so much that it's overwhelming. And, you know, I so feel for other people who don't have this situation, whether it's being a single mom without a co-parent or two parents who both have to work or people with multiple kids, kids who have special needs. I mean, it is impossible. And so the fall is coming. Uh, You, like me, are a New York City parent. So what is the fall looking like for you guys? Oh, I don't even know. It's such a mess. We collectively decided that we're going to do remote learning. Okay. No one in our pod felt comfortable with the idea of doing hybrid. for Because, you know, kindergartners are so good at social distancing. You know, oh my God. Yes. Uh huh. My kid has been so good through this. He's good about his mask. He's good about the six feet. He actually, like, you know, I just say, I explain why, and he gets it, which is, oh, yes. I'm so thankful, you know? Yeah. Yep. What I'm just like perplexed about is how, because we're doing remote, how is that going to work? He is not going to sit in front of a computer five to six hours a day and be engaged in remote learning. In the spring, when we went remote initially, it was pre-K and they would do circle time maybe once a week. And then he would have three enrichment classes. His school did music, Spanish and dance. Dance? I don't know why, but he just was not into it. So I I forced it a few times. I was like, you know what? We don't have to do that anymore. But he did like music in Spanish. And yeah, you know, that was it. And it was like a struggle to make those half hour little things happen. And now he's supposed to sit in front of a computer that long. And like I said, luckily, I'm underemployed, so I can engage with him and prompt him and help him if he needs help with something. What about the parents who are working yeah. from home or have to go to work? And it's, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, because I have, uh, so mine is a, I have one who's a freshman, so he's switching schools. And so we're in that kind of moment of like, in New York, it's a very rare that you would continue through to the same school. There's a couple, like six through 12 schools. So he's going to a new one. So we're learning a whole new community. Yeah. And then the other, my senior, which, you know, I had baby number two when you and I were working together. And now he's a freshman in high school. Oh, my God. That's that's a lifetime, a literal lifetime. His lifetime. Uh, Anyhow, well, a couple months have been a lifetime. So I know, right? It was just a lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Well, so we've opted for blended. This is the thing in New York, and I know every school district is trying to figure it out. Is the like we have the option 
to choose and kind of flip from one to the other if we don't feel comfortable and the like. And I feel for these schools. I really do. Like just from a planning perspective, not even the safety, but Mm -hmm. like they don't fully know it's a permeable barrier, which I really appreciate as a parent, but as someone who has organized teams and stuff, I think, oh my goodness, how this is why it's taking a little while for these schools to give us all the info because they're getting the info about which teachers want to be fully remote or be in person and the students and the, and like, Oh my goodness. But at least I don't have to sit next. Can you imagine me sitting next to my kid learning calculus together? Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I did my student teaching in a fifth grade math classroom. And I was just like, um, (laughs) Oh my Lord. I'm going to have to really do a lot of prep when I'm a teacher and I'm teaching math because it's not my strong suit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, talk about that a little bit about even without the pandemic, but career pivoting as a breadwinner, you know, like you're, you're kind of juggling jobs and doing school at the same time. Yeah, I went back to school. I guess I started the spring semester of 2018. I made the decision in 2017. I was laid off from my design job. Hashtag publishing. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I was looking and I had been looking anyways, because the job was a horrible nightmare. (laughs) And um, again, publishing. Yes. (laughs) Couldn't find anything. One interview I scored, they like loved me, but they were like, you're so overqualified for this. And the salary is only this. Uh, And I was like, that's like, you know, a half like cut in half pay cut. And uh, I just really had to I mean, it could have been a mid like crisis too, you know, at that point, but it really just was a pivot point where I had to decide, am I going to keep struggling and try to like work the freelance life and, you know, be pounding the pavement for jobs? And I'm not a like, you know, go getter networker type. So I was like, I can't see that working for me. And I really like structure, Mm -hmm. you know, having, I go here this day, da, da, da. And, you know, at that time, my kid was, or I don't know, whatever, two, three. And I started picturing ahead, you know, oh, once he's in public school, there's going to be summers off. What am I going to do with him then? Right. You know, just long story short, a lot of pieces kind of fell together. I did some volunteering with kids and teaching just felt like, I think I would love this. I love kids. I'm, I'm a creative type. So I think I would really like be able to make it fun and like create cool projects and kind of started thinking about it and thinking about more. And then I was trying to weasel my way into it without having to go back to school. But I realized um, (laughs) I can't do that. I know. Seriously, I have to go back to school? Yes. Yeah. You already have one master's degree in illustration. And, you know, I I was like, do I really need two master's degrees? Like, this is crazy. But I did. So I started going back to school. And luckily, the school I go to, they offer weekend classes, they have night school. So I was able to keep working and going to school at the same time. And it, you know, it was a lot. It definitely was a lot of work. But, you know, I was hoping for a payoff eventually. And yeah. I'm hoping for an eventual payoff. And um, so I'm nearing the end of that journey. And I was supposed to finish one last class and do my practicum, which is basically, uh, you know, people might not be familiar with that term, but it's like a second round of student teaching. That's a little mm. 
are in intense and my degree will be dual general education and special education. So it was supposed to focus more in depth on the special education aspect. And uh, I was supposed to do all that during the summer. <laughs> and then uh. hoping to make that final like full shift into teaching in the fall and be in the classroom in some shape Capacity, or yeah. And so <laughs> clearly none of that happened. I could have done the practicum remotely, but how? <laughs> like, yeah, right? Yeah. At home, like had to take another class. And whew, so I was like, I, you know, it was a big decision. I was like, I really want to keep moving forward. And I, I just kind of was like, I can't, I, I need to give my, myself a break. And I, I hate that because I'm usually so stubborn. Like I can do it. I can do it all. Like I'm. Yep. You know, independent like I can do everything and this was one moment where I had to step back and be like you cannot do everything so I'm glad yeah. I am glad I gave myself the break yep so now I have to do my practicum in the fall maybe somehow but there's no way to figure out how to do it right now because am I, would they want me to be in the classroom would I be right. remotely if it's in the classroom I can't do it because I have to be home with my child. And yeah, I have been very much on the very cautious side of, mm -hmm. of the pandemic. So I don't personally feel comfortable having to go into a school if I am not actually working there yet and have to be there, which is yeah. privileged to be in that position to say no, and not everyone's that lucky. And I don't know. So I don't know if I'm going to have to defer and wait and do it in the spring, maybe. Yeah. You know, who, who knows what's going on now? What the spring brings? Yeah, we're, we're hoping that the spring, you know, but we, our, our hope springs internal. So, uh, yes. I mean, wow. It's funny. I feel like so many parents I know are struggling with, what do I do with my child in the fall? Like, should I do remote? Should I do hybrid? Yeah. I'm going to choose hybrid for now, but I might switch to remote. And, yep. you know, it's chaos. And then I feel totally good and comfortable with the decision to do remote. Luckily, I'm in, like I said, yeah. I'm employed. I'm in a position where I can make that happen. But it's me. I'm like, what do I do? I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. And the school has not been great about giving information or, you know, keeping... About how to move your, your, you know, get yourself to the finish line. Yeah, which in, in fairness, I don't think they know because they don't know what the schools are doing so they don't right. know how to direct us and I don't know how to direct my life and I am such a planning person and it's so hard to not have a plan <laughs> yes I completely know that oh my goodness like because like I'm willing to go off plan but yeah. I need to have a plan yeah to go off yeah no I get it <laughs> <laughs> the only solid plan I do have right now to backtrack to my little blog, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, yeah. daily posting, I have finally decided on what the end post will be to that will be the day I go and get a vaccine. So I don't know if that's... Oh, I love it. From now, years from now, I don't know how long it's going to have to keep going. But I decided I was like, that feels like a good, solid, the end <laughs> To be convinced, yeah. question mark. <laughs> like, you know, it just feels like a good. I love it. I think that's an optimistic end. I like it. 
And as much as I enjoy following your adventures, may that be super soon. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to stop posting. I mean, clearly yeah, I'm I a photographer. I, I love taking pictures. It brings me so much joy to capture life and everything. I'm not going to stop, but I'm definitely not going to be, nope. here's the Lego thing we built today. You know, like today. We- I know. We had a good day today. Those are always my the saddest ones. And like, oh my God, what did she go through today? Today was okay. <laughs> We did. And I'm like, oh, I hear you, sweetie. Oh, my God, I do. <laughs> I do oh. appreciate that I'm not like glossing it over like mommy blog. Yep. I clearly say when we have bad days and yep. and luckily, I know I'm very, oh, I hate to use the word blessed, but like blessed, you know, to have many, many more good days than bad days. Well, you need the bad ones to know when the ones are good, right? That's true. There you go. Oh, well, thank you for joining us on the breadwinners. Thank you for telling us the story and documenting this. Because I think when I see your adventures, I know that there's all these stories going on. And and like, I always feel like we're in communication through it, even though you can't hear what I'm saying to you. It's weird. But there you go. So thank you. (laughs) People don't like comment or like it. And I'm like, anyone care but i i know they do you know but we're watching we totally are so well to our listeners we say visit us on the breadwinnerspodcast.com ask a question share your story uh you know you don't have to document it every day like natalie does but you know maybe you want to you can document it every day with us and we would love it so please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it let us know what you think about the breadwinners help us tell the stories that mean the most to you and until next week keep hustling This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.